So this morning I want to talk about tidying up. Woo! <laughs> I love tidying up. So I was watching this program on Netflix called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. And it really got me thinking about tidying up and how we can tidy up our house, but how it's very similar to tidying up ourselves. And today we're going to talk about discipleship, wardrobe, and katana swords. Very exciting. <laughs> I've trained him well, haven't I? Okay, so tidying up. It got me thinking about how we usually do two types of tidying up. There's a quick one, the one that you usually do when someone's coming over. <laughs> the panic tidied because they're on their way and your living room still has plates from last night's dinner and um, laundry is unfolded and your, mar your papers that you're meant to mark, they're still there. Oh, Sharon will film me on this one because the teachers, you know, there's papers everywhere to mark and you try to do a quick, quick tidy up and everything goes into a cupboard and it gets shoved and when people come over it's like, hello, welcome to my beautiful <laughs> tidy house. Um, story of my life. Um, and then there's the other type of tidying. Sometimes you might do this thing at the beginning of the year or at spring or when you move. We re Matthew and I realized that we've done this, that clean when we, we moved and we had to throw everything away because we had to pack. But we've all been there a few times. And you do it, and it just feels amazing at the end of it. And as I was watching this show, it made me realize that this is a great picture of our lives at times. We all have things that need sorting and dealing with. You can sort things out quickly. You can push them down, not dealing with them. You can, um, you, can you know, just shove everything in a cupboard in, inside your heart and appear that everything's okay which made me think of a very common misconception we all might have at times when we look at somebody and think, oh, they've got it all together, oh, everything, their life is perfect, they're so happy and they're so fulfilled because you see the outside, you see the very, uh, yeah, the surface, the tidying up that someone might do, which isn't particular, like, from time to time we all have to do that type of tidying up, we all have to sometimes shove things in a cup because someone is on their way. But there is a time and a place to do things. But we must give up this idea that everyone else is fine and I am not. You're just seeing you, so of course you're going to be more critical. But we're all dealing with things. We all have that one drawer, there's everything in it that gets shoved in there and you can't find anything. We all have things that we're dealing with. Sometimes on a Sunday morning we all look great and we all look happy, because there's a time and a place for things to be shared and open. But we need to give up this idea that we're, everyone else is fine and I'm not. Because we're all in this great world. We all live life and life means loads of bad things. It might not mean that I'm going through your bad thing, but I'm going through my own bad thing. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that the thing that makes you really upset is exactly the thing that makes me upset or worried or crying, but I've got my own thing. So we've all got things. Mm -hmm. But like I meant, you know, there are times when I've mentioned this before that I love tidying up. I love cleaning my house. I love just getting everything clean because you can see the results straight away. But there are plenty of, of times, plenty of times, when my house is not clean, when my house is messy, when my house is not tidy. And when people come over, I usually say, oh, I'm so sorry for the mess. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. Your house is always tidy. But the truth is, you haven't seen all my cupboards that I've shoved everything in. You haven't seen that room that I closed the door just before you arrived. Yeah. You haven't seen all the mess that I'm trying to nicely tidy because I have guests. 
We do this with our lives a lot. We tidy because we don't want anyone to see what's inside. And that might be fine, temporarily. But there is a time and a place for everything. What happens is, when that is the only type of tidying that you do in your life, is that every time you open a cupboard or a door, things fall out, spilling over, no control over. How many times have I gone to my spare room wardrobe, which looks so nice, my spare room is beautiful, and I open a door and literally three bags fall over, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna deal with this later, and I literally, I have to close one door, throw them in from this side, and remind myself that not open this door next time because things will fall over, <laughs> literally. And I'm using this as a metaphor because I've been there many times and I think probably you have been at times when someone says something to you or looks at you in a, in a certain way and you just feel overwhelmed and you start crying and your emotions bubble up. They might open a little door to something that you just shoved there two months ago because you are not ready to deal with it. And they just say, how are you? Adam has a great gift of saying, looking at you so lovingly and so amazing, but he says, how are you? And you've said, I'm fine, 10 times all day. But Adam asks you and gives you a hug, and you're like, <laughs> and then I cry. And then he's like, what's happened? I'm like, I don't know. Stop asking me like that. But the truth is, it's probably something that a week ago, or two weeks ago, or a year ago, I closed the door on, and I thought, it's fine. I don't need to deal with that. Let's shove it in this cupboard. Looks so pretty. But then when someone that loves you so much, and someone that can just cares for you, asks you how you are, it kind of opens the door to the cupboard, and everything comes spilling over. And it doesn't come out nicely because you've shoved it in there. It wasn't an organized way when you put it in there. It wasn't methodically. Um, things get shoved. And when we open, so hence the mess that I have here. How many people have this chair in their room? This chair that is like too clean to put them in the wash yet, but too dirty to put them back in the cupboard. So they're in this chair that <laughs> I hope it's not just me. Thank you. And they are in here, and you're like, oh, I hate it. And then you try to start looking for things, and it's a mess. But we'll get to the mess. This type of tiding does not last, does not bring relief, and it doesn't bring peace. It brings temporary calmness, followed by a thought of, it's still there. Most of the time when I finish cleaning and I sit down, I do remember by my spare cupboard that I better not open that left door. Because it's there, and I'm thinking, that's Saturday. No, I can't do that Saturday. I can't clean it then. And you think, it's there, it's there. And if you can't associate particularly with your house and your cleaning, you can maybe associate with your work, your work desk. You know how well you feel when you've cleaned your work temporarily and quickly and superficially. And there are times when you sort it properly. So let's look at this next slide. Ta-da. <laughs> I think that's about a third of my clothes. No, it's not actually my clothes, but there is lots of clothes. And it's a mess. And in this picture, we see such a mess that at some point, we've all been through. And when you start tidying, this stage with all the clothes on the bed or on the floor is the stage we all hate of the tidying. The stage before when you shoved everything in was okay, at least you didn't have to look at it. The stage after is fine because everything is done and is tidy. But this stage, this messy, ugly, where am I going to put all these things? Why do I have so many stuff? How did we accumulate these many things? This stage is the worst. It's not nice, it takes effort, it takes time, 
and organizing. It takes decision making because you have to look at everything and do I still need this? Do I have to throw it? And we, do, we need to do that on the inside. I need to throw some things. I need to organize them. I need to put them in an order because there are so many clothes that I'm not wearing because they're not organized and they're not nicely, so therefore they don't get used. At this point, you might start thinking, maybe I should. But this sounds familiar to the Israelites in the desert after Moses brought them out. So they were in Egypt, they were slaves. Moses came to them and said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to bring you out of Egypt because God told me, you guys are not going to be slaves anymore and you're going to come out. And they're like, yeah, this is amazing. And they get to the desert and Pharaoh follows them. And then they're like, so in verse... In chapter 14, verse 10 to 12, we read, As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you, Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. And you might read that and you think, so ungrateful. All Moses did for them was give them, get them out of slavery. But there was, they were in that stage of, this is really, really, really bad. We were better as slaves, and it would be great if we get freed. But right now, we are terrified and we might die. Yeah. This is the stage that makes people keep things shoved in a cupboard. Because you don't want to deal with that. Who wants to deal with that? Let's face it. Who wants to think that I'm going to come out of Egypt, but then the Pharaoh might come and kill me? Not even let me be a slave like I was before, but now he might kill me because I, was, I did something really bad. We've all been there. I've been there many times in the midst of something when I'm thinking, why is this happening? It's horrible. And someone comes and might say, oh, but at least you learned something out of it. And I think to myself, no. I, I wish I never learned something if you meant going through this. But of course, that is not true. I do wish I learned everything. In the midst of it, it seems painful and it seems hard. And you think, why would I do this to myself? But the question is, the real question is, why wouldn't you do this to yourself? Why would you not deep clean and clear things out? Why would you keep shoving things in the same tiny closet that is obviously already rammed to the full? that you can't find things in anymore, that you have given up ever finding that really cute top that you bought two years ago on sale, and you have given up the thought of ever wearing it because it's so far down yeah. that bringing it out will mean more mess and more trouble. Yeah, just <laughs> Woo. The truth is there is so much within you that needs to be brought out but it's buried under fear and anxiety and worry and insecurity that you've even given up finding and bringing out to shine. There's so amazing qualities to you that God has put, but you have shoved them so far down and on top of it, it's all these fears of worry and fear and anxiety and insecurity that you're like, if I bring them out to try to find those amazing qualities God gave me, it will mean such a mess and such a hard time, that they're just better to be down there. They're, you know, buried under everything, and we don't let our true self shine. Just have a quick drink. A few weeks ago, when Paul shared his dream, if you didn't, weren't here and you didn't listen to it, definitely go online and listen to it. It's amazing. But he shared that part of his dream, that he saw this dim light 
And he wasn't shining brightly, but he was shining. And he was saying how we all have a light on the inside of us. He was saying how you might not feel that it's bright, but it's there and it's shining. And he was asking, are you letting it shine? And if you're not, what's blocking it? Why are you not letting it shine? And these are questions that only you can answer. Where is your light? How bright or how dim it is? Is it shining? Why is it not shining? What's blocking it? Similarly, Adam last week shared about a lion that is in the inside of you. And he was saying, are you letting your lion raw? Or is it buried under a mountain of mess and clothes under your closet? Because the truth is, we all have a lion. We all have a light. It needs to be shine, shining. And, but we need to start using what we have learned in order to declutter and tidy our own lives. We've all been given this gift of discipleship. It is a gift. We are blessed and gifted with people that are further on than us, that are giving themselves for each of us, for each of you. That is discipleship. That is what Jesus was doing everywhere he was going, teaching and sharing life. If you read in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, Paul says, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. He knew he was following, and he was telling the people of Corinth to follow him. He was following Christ, and he encouraged the people of Corinth to follow him because he knew who he was and wanted the best for him. The reality is that through discipleship, we can start tidying up and we can start taking everything out and deal with everything that needs dealing with. This stage of taking everything out and a mess on your bed and on your floor, it's not great. But this is what discipleship does. It takes everything out, looks into it, folds it nicely, and then puts it back inside. And then it can be used. It might mean throwing some things away. It might mean making hard decisions. And it will be messy, but you are the one that has to do it. You can get some help on how to do it, but you are the one that has to do it. Um, on the Netflix show, this lady, Marie Kondo, basically in every episode, she goes to someone's house and explains to them who she is, how she cleans, and how she tidies, how she organizes, then helps people. But what I love most about it is that she goes over at any point that she knows that tidying up for them. She sits on the side and says, okay, so you need to take all your clothes out. You need to do this, 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 and explains how to do it. At any point that she knows start doing it for them. And then she says, okay, I'm going to go. And I've told you what to do. I'm going to come back in two weeks. And she goes. And then you see this family, like, you know, it's a show. So it's like, oh, really happy and really sad. And they do it all. Because what would be the point of them calling Marie Kondo to help them and then if they wouldn't do it? So then she comes back in two weeks. And she usually checks. And she says, okay. Now you can learn about bigger messes and bigger organization skills. If that's not discipleship, I don't know what it is. She, did some, she asked them to do something. She went away. They did it. She came back. They learned something more. Yeah. They had the choice of doing it or carrying living in the mess. But I imagine if they asked her for help, what would be the point of not doing it? What Adam shared last week about the fact that you need people around you. And loads of people. He said, no, it's not just about one or two people. It's loads of people. Because everyone has something different. And some, everyone has learned something different that you can learn from, that you can take from. Yeah. But it's still up to each person to do it. No matter how many people you have around you, talking to you, praying with you, helping you, you need to do it. It's still up to you to get up and do it. 
And I want us to quickly watch this video, and it shows different people using a katana sword. The katana sword is a very long and sharp sword that can cut through very thick wood very easily. I think so. I think they're trying to cut bamboo wood. So the sword is the same in each person's hand. The same sharp, powerful sword. Isn't, it isn't just about the weapon, but the skill. We all have access to the same sharp sword. But we need to learn how to use it. You have access to the same sword that Adam, and it takes forever. And this is my favorite part. You can't learn to use a katana by yourself. You need a master that can teach you. Discipleship is your master. It's what I'm talking about. You need to do it for yourself, because no one can do it for you. But you need the people around you. People that you will honor by doing what you said you will do, by doing what they asked you to do. Just think how good you feel at the end of a good cleaning in your house. I did this yesterday. Matthew was out for most of the day, and I literally cleaned the house everywhere. At one point, I'm like, I'm going to leave this room. And I was like, no, I'm not going to leave this room. And I carried on. And at the end of it, I just sat down with a cup of tea, and it felt amazing. Now, if I'm talking about my house, which is just material stuff that I feel so good when I clean it, imagine how good you'd feel on the inside. How great do you feel when you do that on the inside? Being able to live life to the full, that's what it brings you. To finish, I want to leave you with this thought. There might be a lot of things that you see in your wardrobe or house that need sorting and tidying, but you can take it one room at a time. Again, watching the show, I've seen the way Mary helps people take control of their cleaning, of their organizational skills, but she starts with one room, one cupboard. Then she goes away, comes back, praises them for what they've done, and then they move on. It's not the whole house at the same time. It's not everything, because they can be overwhelming, and people eventually give up, because they're like, it's too much mess, I can't do it. Let's go back to how we lived. So it's okay to take it one room at a time. The more you open covers, the more you see, but just let's deal with one thing at a time. God doesn't expect of us to do everything by tomorrow. It takes time and effort. But we can do it, and we all have amazing people. Yeah. So let's stand up and pray. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's thank him for all those amazing people around you that you have. But I want you to think of the things that maybe you have been asked to do, been told to do. Um, yeah, it's just time to do it. It's time to declutter. It's time to sort things out. It's time to not shove things in anymore. It's time for things to come out to be sorted. Thank you, Lord, that you are so amazing. Thank you, Lord, that you have given each one of us an amazing, sharp sword that we can fight with, Lord. But thank you that you have also given each of us skills, skills that we can learn, skills that we can get to the master level, Lord. We thank you that you have put people around us to help us. Thank you, Lord, that you are so amazing. You are so powerful, Lord. And we thank you that you want the best for us. You don't want us to live in a house where things get shoved into cupboards, Lord. But you want us to live in a decluttered, organized place, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you know that when we do that, everything that's inside of us that you have placed there shines and comes out to light. 
thank you, Jesus, that those things that you have placed inside of me and inside, inside each of the people here, Lord, that you want them to come out and shine so we can be the most amazing people that you have created us to be, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen.